Hello and welcome to Sensei Podcast. This is Manos Brilakis discussing with leaders in the field of CTO and Complex PCI. Sensei means teacher or master in Japanese. The goal of the Sensei Podcast is to help you learn and improve in CTO and Complex PCI so that you can become the best that you can be and offer your patients the best possible results. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sensei Podcast. Uh, it is my great pleasure to introduce our guest today, who is Dr. Luis Ibarra, who is the co-director of the CTO program at the London Health Science Center at the University Hospital London in Ontario, Canada, and a very good friend that we worked together for many years. So, Luis, uh, uh, good morning, and thanks again for being at Sensei Podcast. Good morning, Manos, and uh, it was a pleasure to be here. It's an honor, actually, to be invited to this uh, podcast. Thank you very much. Luis, I know that you've been you've done many things, but maybe the one that we worked most together has been the CTO arc, which was one of the you know documents which uh, many things have been uh, based on for a long time. So maybe we'll take a little unorthodox route today and instead of saying from the beginning, maybe just tell us how you got involved into this and then how it relates to the other things that you've done in in CTO. Oh, okay. I was uh... Everything started, I think, was 2017. I was doing my, my CTO fellowship with uh, Dr. Stefan Infrey. And there was this one day after the case, we were reviewing, uh, or I was, re- I don't remember, uh, a case. And, um, and I was, uh, I don't even remember exactly what, but uh, we were discussing why this is called this or why this is called that and I, I it, there was we we had a debate on this and uh, while we were doing this uh just having this discussion uh dr nico piazza was a, a big guy on on the structural side he passed by and uh, he was listening uh, to our conversation oh you guys don't have, and he said, you guys don't have a definition, a proper definition to this. No, you know, it depends on the operator, depends on this and that. And um, and that's when uh, we kind of, okay, maybe we should have a proper definition of, for this. And then when I started reviewing, uh, there were a lot of things in CTO-PCI that had no proper definition. And I'm a very logical guy, and having proper definitions is it's it's of, it's of paramount importance for whoever is a logical guy. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to think logically. And for whoever likes logic, uh, uh, having a proper definition is important. So I, I started reviewing some papers and major papers in CTO-PCI at that time, and all the definitions uh, varied uh, from uh, outcomes, uh, uh, MI, um, TVR, uh, to the proper, I mean, the actual definition of what is a CTO. So we wrote a, an editorial, uh, and uh, from there, uh, we kind of raised this awareness to to develop and come up with uh, with CTO work. It wasn't uh, that straightforward because uh, uh, we and, I, and I'm saying uh, myself and the, at that time what, we didn't know what 
an arc would comprehend. I think we even talked to you after CTO summit and, um, you know, having, oh, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. And then when I went back to, to Nico to discuss about this, Nico, who had already been involved on the, on the Tavr, uh, uh, arc, he was like, you have no idea. It's much bigger than what you guys are thinking. Uh, and then, uh, we had, uh, uh, Greg Stone involved and, uh, he was already involved, but more into this organization kind of thing. And that's where everything kind of kicked in. So let's go back one step. How yourself, you come from Brazil, right? How did the Brazilian end up uh, in the frozen tundra in Canada? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, I'll, let's take a few years back. That's, uh, I finished my international fellowship in 2012. Uh, and, uh, I was working in a private institution in Brazil. You work in several institutions, but my main one was a private one. Um, and, uh, my, my, my mentor in Brazil, he was known to be a very good skilled operator. And that's what I liked, um, have, you know, you know, difficult, complex procedure that, you know, demanded from you, from your skill set. And, um, and because of this, and because I was interested in having a niche, uh, in Brazil, uh, well, I think in every country, you know, you gotta have a niche so you can be, you, you can fit in, in a, in a society. Uh, uh, I said, well, what do I like? What, what should I aim for? And, uh, I like, you know, this kind of skill thing, you know, manipulating wires, uh, and nobody's actually doing CTO in Brazil. So maybe that's the one thing that I, I'm going to be part of. So fast forward to 2014, I went to the CTO summit in New York. At that time, it was held at the Hilton Hotel. Uh, so it's not, uh, it, it's a while ago. And I had, and one there, I, I basically understood nothing what the people were talking about. I, I couldn't understand. I mean, coming from a different country, different language, even though my English was not that bad, but it were, there were terminologies that you, you, it, it didn't make sense. For And I, the typical example I use is knuckle. What is a knuckle? When you look at you know the translator on the dictionary, it doesn't make sense, uh, at least when you translate to Portuguese. What is a knuckle? So... Uh, it took me a while to figure out things. Then I went to another uh, CTO course at uh, at Sky, uh, from Sky at Miami. And there, uh, okay, now I'm getting more comfortable. And uh, at that same time in 2014, um, I was asked to do a uh, the CTO of the grandfather of uh, a very good friend of mine. So uh, I asked around, you know, my mentor, others, you know, what equipment do I need and, and what equipment actually we have available here in Brazil. And people had, people had no idea what we had available and people had no idea what actually was needed for CTOPCI, a proper, you know, equipment of CTOPCI. Despite that, uh, I, I attempt and, uh, you know, using a prograde instead of, a, you know, a, a proper microcatheter, uh, using uh, whispers and 
that was my my polymer ejected wire was a, a whisper. So and you know I think uh, uh, though the ignorance are blessed and they are protected by this by nature because I tried monos I tried integrate I failed then I had I've never done a retrograde I've seen during those two courses and I attempted a septal. Um, I didn't cross the first, I crossed the second. I don't know how I crossed, but it crossed. Uh, but the prograde wouldn't go. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm not, not going to dilate. I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. But I was so stupid that there was a, a bigger epicardio, and I went for that big epicardio. Imagine I had no idea what I was doing. So... Uh, I crossed the epicardial, but again, the prograde do not go. But maybe uh, I was lucky enough that nature said, or God, whatever you believe, that you know you're not supposed to have this done. Otherwise, you may put this patient in big danger. You, you're not. You don't know what you're doing. Uh, so uh, I failed after this. I went to a course in Japan where I presented this case. And it's my first CTO case. It, I have it saved, and every now and then I go back to go to my, you know, uh, how I was, and you know, I gotta keep learning, gotta get better all the time. And um, and that's when I, I, you know, when I came back, I said, okay, uh, it's not uh, only about equipment because everybody in Brazil would say we don't do CTO PCI in Brazil because there's no equipment. It's not only about that. It's about knowledge. Uh, and I, I had that, you know, I, I knew about uh, after trying and going to these courses, okay, equipment help. Help you achieve this 90% success. Uh, actually, uh, but before that, the knowledge will help you get from the 50, 60 to the 70, 80 plus. Because it's about knowledge. It's about understanding what you're doing. Um, so I said, okay, I, I, I need to learn this. What's the best way of doing this? You know, I, I, I'm already in practice. So, uh, and people were not a big believers in CTO at that time. And I'm not the chief. I'm not going to be able to bring people. I'm not going to be able to pay for people to come in doctor. So I decided to take this step and you know go back and uh, I applied for coming out at that time and uh, I was very fortunate to have to be accepted by uh, Stefan who was just starting this uh, CTO fellowship in Montreal and that's how things uh, got going um, after I finished the fellowship um, uh, I, I had this uh, offer from from London, we had all the interviews and everything. I actually went back to Brazil, uh, and uh, when they offered uh, uh, become like Rio and uh, every, passed every step, uh, everything, and uh, I started here. That's a, wow. a, a very long story. Trying to to say in in I don't know maybe two or three minutes. It was there were there were many hurdles. Uh, Many, many, many. Well, as most IMGs, maybe you know, I know you 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 came from another country as well, so maybe you had some of these. 
Yeah, no, I mean, completely agree with you. It's never easy. But I think what is easier, like, for example, I came to do residency from the beginning. So I, I did uh, internal medicine, cardiology, et cetera. It's a little easier to get into the interventional training. Uh, for yourself, I mean, that's a you know much big leap because you haven't done your formal training before here in the Canada or U.S., so then that's even a bigger leap of uh, the bigger change from baseline. So kudos to being able to adjust to the situation. And uh, were you speaking French as well? Because I know Montreal, there was French as well, right? I was I was lucky because well when I I did all the interviews Stefan was still at uh, Quebec City so but there was a conversation of him coming to Montreal to McGill which is institution in Montreal so because this was not a hundred percent sure I was I was in French classes so my French is very basic. Uh, but when he came to Montreal uh, uh, to make, to McGill, it was much easier for me. Although there were, um, I would say like 50% of our patients were still francophone patients. And uh, that's something I learned and I actually liked because, uh, uh, well, as you know, there's a lot on CTOPCI where you need to have a good relationship and connection with patients. That's where kind of exercises. Uh, I started my talking with the patient in French. They realized my French was horrible, uh, and they made a quick switch to. Most of them are bilingual. They made a, or they they tried to speak the English. I tried to speak the French, and we had a good connection. If I started right off the bat in English, they would not like it. They would keep on French, and they would not try to say anything in English. So that's where you start to develop a bond with your patient and um, and establish a good, you know, physician-patient relationship. But still, Luis, it was a, for me, the, the biggest thing is that you were already in practice, right? You were working already as an interventionalist and you took the break, you know, the all the challenges to come to a new country, a new place, to train again and get this more complex. So what made you wanting to take this big leap and all these efforts required to get this done? I always wanted to have this international experience. So for me, it would be a way to, you know, go abroad, come back, have this international experience, uh, provide this experience also to my family, my kids. Uh, that would be an important thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, mastering or at least trying to master Thing, think that in in one in two years I'll be able to uh, master most of the techniques. Where if I would be proctored with the amount of cases we have in Brazil, it would take a, a good at least five years. Uh, so that and you know, uh, maybe there was also a sense of not uh, 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 not fitting in. Already, you know, uh, uh, like uh, a different mentality. Uh, nowadays, I go back to Brazil, um, uh, you know, speaking to friends and family. It, 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 we already have a, a different mentality uh, compared to our folks there, to our friends. Um, so I, I think it's motivatorial. Uh, uh, it, it was not easy. I mean, I had a really 
quality, uh, good quality of life. Uh, uh, financially, we were uh, very good. Uh, everything was set, and you know, like, but there was something missing. I, I I needed something, and my wife she felt it on me. She was like, "We need to go. It, it, it's something that's missing. Uh, I fully support. Let's do it." Uh, so, Luis, family was critically important, and I'm impressed that your wife was very supportive of those uh, of those efforts. Um, do you think that training in CEO has changed your personality, or just reinforced what was going on from before? Uh, I, I think it reinforced. Uh, I th- you you need to have a, a specific drive, a specific characteristic, personal characteristic. Uh, to be within this field, that, that that's my feeling. Uh, you have to be. Uh, uh, you, you like challenge. You you you, are, uh, you don't you, you follow algorithms. You follow everything properly. Uh, you you are resilient. Uh, uh, there are many uh, personal uh, characteristics that are needed to be a, a CTO operator. And um, I think the training just, you know, enhanced that or, or just, you know, okay, that's, that's who you are. And um, that, I, I, I don't know, what, what do you think? Maybe, maybe training can some stuff, but to, to go and have of a, a, a training that's already of a, a procedure that's already crazy enough, uh, you've got to have some craziness within you, you know. Well, I think, as you say, it is important. It has to come from within that you want to do something more challenging and you want to get good at it. And it's like everything else. There are some rules that you learn along the way, and doing the dedicated fellowship as you did, I think, really helps you learn those things sooner and. Uh, uh, maybe in a more systematic way than it would otherwise. So I do believe it does affect you know how you do CTO, but also how it affects how you practice in general. But what did you find the most difficult from your training? What was it? The new language? Was it the CTO skills? Uh, was the new environment? What was the most challenging aspect of training? Uh, although I was uh, in Brazil, I was. Uh... In academic setting already, I had uh, my my fellows, so I knew that going back as a fellow, I had to take a step back from uh, a personality uh, way. I, I'm not the staff. I'm not going to be taking the decisions. I'm not. So taking this step back from being uh, the leader and becoming the fellow uh, was something that was ready in my mind. But some a little bit too. Uh, having said that, once you realize uh, how much you don't know about that training, I mean that, that procedure, uh, and how much uh, you I, I had I have I had to learn. Um, okay, maybe I am a fellow, you know, uh, at least for specific procedure. I I, I don't know anything, uh, so. Uh, uh, better behave as a fellow and be uh, willing to absorb as much knowledge as possible because uh, that's why I came here for. Um, 
so I didn't have issues with uh, with uh, language. You know, adapting the family to a new environment was was fine. Everyone in Montreal was very welcoming. Uh, uh, the taking a step back as being a fellow, uh, it was uh, I think the spark. Now, um, how do you incorporate? So you obviously now come and work again in Canada, and you're doing the CTO cases. How do you plan your cases right now? Have you developed your kind of specific strategy? Are things still evolving, or you've got kind of your way on how you prepare and how you plan for the cases? Uh, strategy might be changing every time you get a uh, you find a, a something different when you're looking at the angelogram. So uh, I try to spend some good time in the angiogram to come up with a, a, a strategy. You know, as we, we we know, like A, B, C, D, what I'm doing, what equipment, uh, what accesses, and so on. Until I, I'm not changing my mind anymore. Because on the first few five minutes, I'm changing my 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 mind every time. Oh, I'm gonna do no, no, I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And to a point that, okay, I reviewed every possible option uh, and this, this is the way to go. And that's when I, I, I stop. okay, that's my plan. And then what excites you the most right now from the things that you're doing? What is the next uh, frontier for you? Um, I, like, uh, I like the innovation part. So uh, I'm trying to to be more involved with uh, with uh, new equipment, engineering, this uh, kind of thing. Uh, not only about that, also strategy. Uh, so uh, I like to deconstruct everything that we do. So trying to reconstruct in maybe another way, whether this is a better way or not. I don't know what we we got to try, but um, that's something that I I, I really enjoy. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think we are. Uh, I'm I'm not that experienced in the field uh, to say this. I've been there for much more time than I. But I think we are in a knowledge. Right now, from you know, moving from to a good need, but less, way less uh, complications. More going more to the safe side. Uh, if we don't do this, the the data, I mean, the the studies will kill us. So um, I think we that's another area that um, I'm, I'm I think we we need to work on. And that's where I'm. I'm planning to do something as well. So, in terms of uh, CTO, that's what uh, have been uh, in my mind. That that's what I've been uh, trying to, you know, think more. And what are you most proud of so far? Uh, my family. Well, clearly, uh, they've been very supportive <laughs> all these years. And, oh, and then, Manu's, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, I, I like learning uh, uh, from experienced people. 
there's a lot of knowledge there. Although I, I remember during the CTO ARC meeting, uh, Greg Stone saying that uh, we should not be doing, or at least we got to try to experiment new things because otherwise we'll never evolve. We're going to always use the excuse, oh, that's how it's always been. Therefore, that's how we're going to be doing things. So when you look, uh, so uh, uh, I, I try to hear what more experienced people say and, you know, try to adapt to uh, my reality and, you know, you know with, with this, you know, innovating reality. But what most people say is, enjoy your family. And uh, that I, 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 I try to have in mind because we Sometimes we get so connected to our uh, profession, to our work that get about that. So uh, at the same, we have protected for research, protected time for whole administrative work. Uh, I try to have protect, uh, protected time for my family. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's something that, you know, many people, most people, I would say, are, that's the thing that comes the most. At the end of the day, you're in the lab, but, you know, family is the most important thing. Um, how about your favorite uh, books or movies? Do you have a favorite book or a favorite movie? Favorite book? Uh, um, I'm doing non-medical reading. Uh, uh, and AI on uh, um, leadership. Uh, still, my, my favorite book is one, one I read, one of the nature, uh, a classic, a Brazilian classic called uh, Bras Cubas, from, uh, written by Machado Justice. It's a really good book. And the you know, story is still in my mind to this day. From a movie, I really like that um, Shawshank uh, Redemption. A lot of uh, nuances there. Wonderful. And then how about uh, um, your advice for people who are going to get into CTO complex PCI in general. I know you took, you know, a very drastic way. You came over to Canada, you did a lot of training. How would you advise people to learn to do these procedures in 2023? Well, uh, first, knowing your environment, know how, uh, you know, leadership is supportive of what we're trying to do. Because uh, in the end, if you're trying to learn by yourself, uh, you need to have cases. And you need to have proctors coming. So if you, you if you don't have any industry, a company supporting you to bring these proctors, then your hospital will have to do this. Uh, so um, so it, you gotta have the volume. You gotta have some, someone to love. Uh, I don't think it's you know to, to progress rapidly. Uh, doing everything by your own without proctorship will take some time. Uh, it makes me wonder how safe it is. Um, you know, op the Optima group, they have this uh, paper showing that it's safer. They progress rapidly uh, if they have proctorship, uh, tackling more complex cases. Um, but I think it's, uh, you know, going to a, a CTO fellowship, uh, if you already finished, it's complicated, not Everybody to do this. I had to give up position. Everybody would give up uh, position. Uh, 
insecure that way. Uh, so learning on the job would be the, the way if you're practicing, if you're, uh, if you just finish your fellowship then, and you have a desire, then okay, okay, go ahead and have the CTO complex fellowship. Uh, I think, uh, and then in terms of progression, if you're learning from basic, it's, I think, it's one way to go. If you're already doing some cases and you have uh, some knowledge already, then it's another way to, to go. Uh, if you're, you, if you're already on the middle, uh, curve of, you know, of the CTO, uh, learning, uh, maybe instead of bringing the proctor, go into their place might be easier, uh, and watching them. People, talk all about learning on live cases. Uh, I think it depends. If it's a very complex live case, someone on the initial side of the curve would not get the nuances. Someone that's trying to improve, you know, specific things, they will not get the nuances. There are things that you only get when being there in the room watching. Uh, and, uh, and that's what I did during my fellowship. Uh, so, uh, Stefan was, uh, very kind to allow me to go to different places during my fellowship, uh, so I could watch people do live. So, uh, I was with, uh, Dimitri, I was with, uh, Cambys, I was with, uh, Bill Lombardi, with Bill Nicholson. I tried to go to your place, but, your agenda is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, watching, you know, those experts doing lives and how live, I mean, in the room, like, uh, I think adds a lot of value to your learning process, to your learning curve. Absolutely. And I think getting the best from different scenarios and different operators can help you develop your own style and your own way of doing the complex things. So, Luis, again, congratulations. You've done a great work. I think your pathway to learning is uh, phenomenal and an example for other people. Any last final words of wisdom for the audience? <laughs> I don't know if I can say anything in terms of wisdom, but, uh, uh, you know, if you're... Uh, uh, into the CTO PCI field, um, uh, try to learn uh, as most as you can. I think, uh, as I said in the beginning, it's, there's a, it's not only skill set and it's not only equipment. I think it's uh, about knowledge. It's about, you know, try to read as much as you can uh, from the very basics in, in angiogram, doing a proper coronary angiogram to the end of it, which is, you know, passing by equipment, CTO techniques, but also going ahead in uh, 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 knowing the, what to do next in terms of complications, how to solve issues that you encounter during the procedure. Not every case is going to be straightforward. You got to have an open mind to innovation, to new things. Um, uh, hopefully this, everything will be, uh, uh, will continue to, to progress. 
And, uh, and I think the most important thing is to create a good connection with your patient uh, and have everybody on board. Um, because that's when maybe you're, you're not so nervous, you're not so uh, uh, afraid of during the procedure because you've explained everything to the patient. You know uh, what their level of risk is. And that's where you should be willing to. Uh, and if everybody is on board uh, and you have a good relationship, the outcomes should should be better. One thing that I try to do at the end of every case is to show uh, the angiogram to to the patient. So uh, the patient's still on the table. I, I turn the screen to them and show the initial picture and the final picture, and and just, and try to advertise. Look how beautiful it is, because Manos, until we have the uh, the placebo study. Uh, you know, show that it's not placebo. I try to be placebo my side. So at least they will know that at that moment, everything's open and perhaps the placebo will kick in and help me make this, uh, the patient feel better. So uh, I, I try to have everything on my side to, to make the patient feel better. Wonderful. Well, Luis, again, thank you so much for taking the time today. Uh, thanks for sharing your journey with everyone else. And uh, you can keep up the great work. Look forward to working with you down the line. Thank you for listening to the Sensei Podcast.